Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Nebraska Soccer Talk podcast. I am your host, Joe Cleary, and welcome to episode 20. That's right, 2-0. Almost five months of doing this, and I want to thank everyone for their listenership, for your follows on Twitter, and for your visits to the website. Tonight, Chase and I are going to do a quick recap of Class A district play, but our primary focus is going to be on Class B district finals happening this weekend. It's one of the best times of the year, and we don't want to keep you waiting any longer, so let's get to it. All right, and welcome to Nebraska Soccer Talk's District Soccer Talk. This is the second episode we're doing on Nebraska Soccer Districts. Uh, Chase Hutchison is joining me again today. Welcome, Chase. Uh, let's get right into it. So we're going to talk Class A boys first. So we just have a couple quick talking points for the Class A boys and girls, and then we're going to jump into Class B. So uh, for me, Class A boys, um, Lincoln Southwest stays unbeaten they're heading to the state tournament 15 and 0 um solid team uh i think you know they they like their chances of being being state champions i don't know what your what your thoughts on them are and the season they've put together i mean it's been it's been impressive all year and this is a team that um you know i think we went into the season knowing quite a bit about they had some really good key players and um, those players have stepped up, and obviously, once we get closer to state, we'll preview them a little bit more in depth. But they they put together a heck of a season, and th- they go into state as one of, if not the top team. So Lincoln Southwest is going to be um, very fun to watch. See if they yeah. can uh, put a good ending to the season for them. Yeah, and then another team that's in is Millard South and Coach Jim Cooney. Like, what a story! Longtime coach at Millard South. Uh, we've seen Cooney magic referenced uh, on Twitter this year um, and the boys for the Patriots, they just keep finding a way to get it done. Um, so, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a really cool story because like you said, he's retiring at the end of the year, Millard North or sorry, Millard South. It's been a while since they, I think it's they've been, been seven years or more. Maybe. It's been, yeah. I think 2008 was the Eight? last time that they were there. Okay. Um, you know, give or take a few years there, but I believe I saw 2008 okay. was the last time. So like 13 years. <laughs> yeah. So, and I could be, I could be off on that, but regardless, it's been a while. And for his last year, you know, you see those teams. It's one of those stories where the team steps up for their coach to send them out in the right way and the Patriots just keep rolling. And it's a very, very cool story. Yeah. And then um, I think some other cool stories that we have are Grand Island comes out of the district that prep was in or, and lost into Columbus and then Grand Island beat Columbus. So Grand Island and Millard West were the two lower seeds that managed to get it done. Um, I really don't think the Islanders should be overlooked too much. I think we were disappointed in their start, but even early on, we said that they were one of the better losing records teams that we had mm-hmm. seen. I mean, they had one goal losses to Lincoln Southwest, Lincoln Southeast, Omaha South. So 
I don't think they should be overlooked. Their uh, coach Jeremy Jensen's like, no one's thinking we can do it. I'm like, well, I, I don't think no one's thinking that. I, I think we think they could win a game at state. So I, absolutely, uh, that's a team that I watched from the very start of the season. You could tell they they have a certain sense. So even when they started, I believe they started like zero and three. They they played really tough teams, um, and they played them close. Then they kind of get their stuff together. They get into a little bit more favorable of the schedule. They reel off. Like um, I think it was like eight wins um, out of ten, something like that, out of out of nine. And no, the the Islanders definitely have a shot here. Um, they have a very good attack. If they can get their defense um, to stay steady um, and keep the game, you know, pretty low, you know, give up one or two goals, they they have the attacking ability to put three, four in the back of the net. I it's a very real possibility that they win a game or two at state. And I, I would have liked to see the Creighton prep versus grand Island finals game. But yep. I mean, geez, Columbus. Awesome. Like that's, that's what you <laughs> that's do. Why that's why we play the games. That's, that's why we play the games all about. And it's, yep. it was, uh, you know, they took them to the very end with shootout and it, it's a very, very cool, um, story for Columbus. Yep. And then, uh, you know, Millard's Millard West record is okay. Um, I just learned today on the football show, uh, one of the parents was listening in Jared Tuba. I think I'm saying their last name, right. Um, uh, he, he, he brought up that the last time Millard West had seven losses, they won the state championship. So, um, Millard West has had a heck of a schedule too. That was my, played. I believe that that was my senior year of okay. playing and we played them that year and we beat them. And then, <laughs> and then they went on to win the state title, which is crazy. Right? And we, and we didn't make the state tournament. So, yeah. So, and, and this year, Millard West has played Gretna prep, Millard North, Lincoln Southwest, Omaha South and Lincoln East. Like they've played a good schedule. So mm-hmm. they know, what they're, yeah, it's they're perfect, ready. Yeah. They're ready. Yep. So I don't be surprised if Millard West pulls a, a game out of their hat, at least one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's always a mixture of, do we want to have a really tough schedule? And so we are prepared at the end. Or do we want to have, you know, a bit easier schedule so we get the PowerPoints, so we get the seating, and we and we know our record looks nice. And have that confidence. There, yeah, you know? there's two strategies to it. They Their schedule is very, very tough. And now they've already played a bunch of top teams. They know exactly what to do right. this time and, of year. And I think – and then whoever they get in the final – or in the tournament, they're going to be prepared because they've played almost everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, Lincoln Southeast is probably the team I know the least about. <sighs> Haven't talked about them a ton. Um but it's kind of like they got overshadowed by Lincoln Southwest in their own town, but they're in the state tournament. I think they're a solid team. Um, Creighton prep. I mean, you can never count out Creighton prep. Uh, I don't care that they didn't win their district. They obviously had a little bit of a hiccup against Columbus. Columbus played well, Um, but Creighton prep's going to, I think Creighton prep's going to be in the mix at the end too. Um, It's a very wide open field. Yeah. Uh, It's just Lincoln Southwest is, is undefeated, but, there's not this one true dominant um, yep. team in class A boys. They're all, they are all very, very good. And on any given day, one of them, you know, could upset. We could have a one, eight upset, two set. They're all very quality teams. And if you get hot at the right time, and you, if you have a good game plan going into it, you got a chance. So I, I think it's going to be crazy on the boys side, class A. Yeah. And then, and then just finishing up class A before we move over to class A girls. Uh, I wish I had gone to the Gretna Bryan boys game. <laughs> like that just the highlights like, looked insane it yeah, looked that's awesome. not, and the um, celebrations and it was like apparently it was like standing room only in the crowd like what a what a cool it, atmosphere for a district final game unreal absolutely. it was it was standing room only and then the crowd was 
um, from the just from the highlights that I saw, and then also the stories I heard this morning. <laughs> um, our fence out at Gretna High School has that been completely destroyed because the students got too excited, a little too excited about uh, winning that district title, and now our fence. Is, um, is completely toppled over so oh, they <laughs> it have looked till, like an awesome atmosphere they have till next school year to fix that so and then yeah, we'll finally last but certainly not least omaha south survived in a shootout against miller north i mean they were down 2-0 in a shootout like it was creighton prep watching as that close game, as you get as creighton close prep, as you yeah, get creighton prep had to have been watching that game being like well we're not going to state this year which would have been crazy um yeah. but omaha south pulled it out just like they pulled out games in the past I, I do for me, Omaha South is still the favorite. As long as it's Omaha South brings their best. Get all like foot on the gas. I said it, I've said it before, I'll say it again. If they keep their foot on the gas and keep their focus, like they're the best team, I think, mm-hmm. that I've seen. Um and this but, is the type of atmosphere where they, they don't it. relax. Yeah, yeah they, they, they don't they, relax and they do keep their foot on the gas. Yeah. So Omaha South is definitely and you know, with the shootout, credit to Miller North on that. That that's a team all season that has played to their competition. So uh, they, they, they knew the challenge in Omaha South and, and they nearly, nearly got them. So, yeah. And I'll say this, like, that's the sad thing is we have a pretty fun state tournament field and that's without some yeah solid teams, like no West side, no Brian, no Miller North, no Lincoln East. Like it would have been, I mean, I kind of wish we could have expanded the state tournament field. I mean, we kind of did that with the districts and like, obviously those mm-hmm. are the teams that didn't make it. So, but like pretty fun year in class A boys, but like we're going to flip over to the girls where things are a little bit more clear, but got a little bit less clear after a result last night. Um, Lincoln Southwest is going to come in as the number one seed now, probably um, being unbeaten. Um, they're really solid. A bunch of multi-sport athletes, a bunch of athletes, Definitely don't like that we don't have them in the, you know, the top of the rankings for us, but they're a good team. Um, they're near mm-hmm. the top or, you know. Um, yeah, and our latest one, I think we had um, three, probably yep. some there. It, it, at our very last one, we had them three. They've been in our top ten all year. They just don't have – they're, they're a, an, a, together. Their pieces yeah. fit perfectly together. It, I don't know if they have any – like they don't have the brand, the big star like a Sarah Weber or Haley Peter. They don't have that name. But they have the team, yeah. and that's what's important. I that that's what you need, and that it's an it makes it even a little bit more sweet. It makes it even a little bit more cool. Well, and I saw a post. I saw a parent tweeted out this, and I don't know which uh, player it was, but there's a player on Lincoln Southwest team that has gone to state now in three different sports. I think softball, basketball, and soccer. Like that's the type of athletes they have on their team, mm-hmm. and they have a couple good players. Like they have Kayla Hosler or Hasler. I, I don't know how to say her last name, but she's, she's a good player. She's going to go to, I think she's going to UNO. Um, but yeah, they're a good team still unbeaten. Um, then let's move on to the team that is no longer unbeaten. Gretna gets upset. It's hard to beat a team three times. It just is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, but I mean, you and I talked off of air. I think the only thing that really gets in Gretna's way is probably Gretna themselves. Um, they're because they're just they're they're really good and if they're yeah they they're really yes they and they have one of the best players in the state um last night obviously huge win for miller north absolutely huge win um taking it all the way to pks and what a cool moment for ocean who we've talked about before yeah um mentioned that she was 
like hitting that game winner, the PKs, that's kind of like uh, what you. Yeah. And after having to sit out for half the year yeah. and then, and then also like, I'll tell you what, man, I, as a, I've been a high school head coach, there is no way I would have done what coach of did and put your goalkeeper. Like what a bold move putting Sidney Anderson as a field player and playing your backup goalkeeper. And then your backup goalkeeper who is a good keeper. I've seen her play before. Like she's a good keeper, but she plays amazing. And then it ends up paying off. Miller North has like, we talked about, they have those stars. They have some, mm-hmm. they, they maybe don't have top to bottom. Some of the talent that the, the, some of the other teams do, but their top is as good as, as good anyone. Santa yes, Vici is a baller. Like she can play. So can uh, Campbell Zimmers. So good, good for Miller North. Obviously, Papio disappointed because they were the last team out. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lincoln East had a good finish to the district. Um, I think they're a little shorthanded with uh, uh, Beth Guevara and Olivia Kugler being out for the season, but they still have that ability to score with Riley Hill and Haley Peterson and Kama Carpenter. So they're still going to be sharp. Um, Marion is in again. Nick Rubeck got some heat because he made yeah. a tweet. That was <laughs> he just so, said that they honestly, go every year, which is a, like, such a true fact. Like and he, I, I, and I, I did go through that thread because I saw it and I was interested. I was intrigued by what was going on there. All he was saying is that you can I expect know. Marion to be at state. But, I don't think he was necessarily talking about that one yeah, game itself. He was know, just saying, oh, Marion's in, what a surprise. But that's how the soccer, soccer fans are passionate, especially yep. when their team is on the other end yep. of comments like that. But of course, yeah, um, I, I did see that Twitter exchange. So that was that made me laugh because I was just like, I, now that we've done, now that you and I are doing this, like we're starting to get some of that stuff too a little bit. So I, 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 I empathize with Nick. Um, but you know, Marion's still a good team, they're still mm-hmm. well coached, still organized, still talented. I do love if they. I think the PowerPoints on the girls side are pretty, are pretty set. Uh, yeah, the boys, they're pretty set. The boys on the other hand, depends on some results tonight that we're recording. Uh, we're recording at the same time that some games are going on. So some yeah. things might shift over there, but if they, if Marion does play North Platte, I really, I'm really interested to see that matchup. Um, yeah. And speaking of North Platte, we've talked about Gracie Hanneborg, you know, stud. Yep. If you have, if you're, if you're from Omaha and Lincoln, you haven't had a chance to see her. You need to make sure you, if you can go watch her play in the first round, just so you know, she's been a good player her four years at North Platte. Um, and so, yeah, watch her play North Platte's a solid team. They're the only team that beat Scott this year. Um, and that said something, you know, the team I don't, the the team I know probably the least about is Carney. Um, Carney, I know, I know one player just because I recruited her at Wayne State, Taylor Slaymaker. She's a good player. She's going to go play at Concordia. I know they have a couple other players going on to play at D2 and NAI schools. Um, a solid team. I just think with the match, they, like they're going to probably end up running into Gretna and probably a very unhappy – A very unhappy Gretna. Motivated, so, yep. <laughs> yeah, um, which I wouldn't want to be on the end of. Uh, and then finally, we have Papio South. It's kind of funny because, like, the matchup looks like it might be Papio South and Lincoln East, which we'll talk more in our state preview. But those are kind of our two teams that we picked as, like, that could it could have possibly been a – like, early in the season, mm-hmm. it could have possibly they been a Papio They both had South. some circumstances that are outside of their control that kind of changed the outlook of their season a little bit. At full strength, 
those two teams they, they are been the outstanding state. and they yep. could have. And, and that's what we said earlier in the season. <laughs> um, they're still both very good, but they're both missing kind of, and it, and it does very much depend on what player you, you lose. Yeah. Pavio South lost the player you the, don't want the, the <laughs> most important player yeah. in Ali uh, Napora that Lincoln East has dealt with a, a couple of different yeah. things, difference makers going off the field, but yeah. um, they're still very good. And that's it. Um, that'll be a fun first if that's the first round matchup that we might be getting mm -hmm. that could be that's gonna be a really fun first round matchup um i do think personally that um it's gonna either be and i know this is easy because it's picking three of the eight teams that are going but i really do think it's gonna be lincoln southwest gretna or lincoln east that's just my gut feeling um but with how the matchups are playing out so the one, two, three. Yeah, I think it's gonna be the one, two, three. I know. Well, with the boys, I could say it's yeah, gonna be Millard West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Really going out on a limb and picking one of the three seeds to win it. Um, I just, I don't think North Platte has it to make a three-game run. I don't think Marion has it to make a three-game run. I don't think Papio South can do it. Car I don't think Carney can do it. Honestly, if Millard North gets by Lincoln Southwest, if that's who they play in the first round, like, like they're a tournament team. They proved it in districts. They proved it in Metro. Like, so I will say that I'm not going to say they're going to beat Lincoln Southwest. Cause I think that's, a, that's a they'll, really play they'll play them hard. They'll play, they'll play they'll, hard. I think they'll have it. I think they'll have a chance. Yeah. And if they so, pull it off, like you said, if they pull it off. Yeah. Um, that's going to be their biggest hurdle. So, um, and so that's kind of what we want to talk about with class. A. we're not going to get too much into more into the matchups. We're going to preview those on Monday before the start of the state tournament on Tuesday. Um, but we're going to take a quick commercial break. And then we are going to be back with our Class B District Finals preview for all the matchups for Class B boys and girls. So stay tuned after the commercial. All right. And welcome back to Nebraska Soccer Talk. We are now into the Class B segment of our programming we're going to talk about Class B boys first. They have the district finals coming up tomorrow, and it's a big game for Class B, a big day for Class B soccer. I mean, you got eight boys games, eight girls games, all happening within like a four to five hour time span, which is crazy. It reminds me of like when the Premier League plays all their games at the same time on mm -hmm. Super Sunday or Super Saturday. So uh, we'll start off. Scott has Crete, the one versus 16 game. I, I feel for Crete here because. I think had Crete gotten a different matchup if they hadn't been the 16, if they had been even like the 14 or the 13 seed, like they're a talented team, but Scott boys are really good. Yeah. And Crete is a very talented team. Um, that's a team we had in our top five, right. At the beginning of the season, yep. I, I really like what Crete has down there. And I do, they have some, they just have a certain flair to them. They got some very flashy players that can put a good game together. I, I know it's one versus 16. I, and I, I realize the rankings are earned and I, I know the seedings mean something. I do think Crete is going to give Omaha Scut a better game than what most people would generally associate with a 1v16. Now, I think Scut's probably going to pull it out. They've been dominant all year, all year. But I think, I'll say this, the, the first half, I think, is going to be really, really fun to watch. Eventually, Scut's talent's probably going to pull away. Um, but I think that we're at least going to get a little bit of, uh, you know, everyone's going to be watching it for at least a little bit to see something might be going on here. 
Um, Cause Crete is better than that 16 seed. I ranking, agree. I believe. I agree. I agree. And I think they just had a bad, a couple of bad results that they wish they probably could have had back. Mm-hmm. Um, next up Lexington, Carney Catholic. Lexington's one of been one of our favorite teams. Uh, one of, one of the teams we've highly rated and Carney Catholic's going to have a, a, a tough go of it. I really, um, I think it's going to be Lexington in this one. Um, but again, we play the games for a reason. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and, yeah, Carney Catholic, it, like you said, they're going to have to play a really, really good game. They're, they're going to have to play their best game of the season. Um, Lexington has been our number two all year, all year long. They have not moved off that spot. Um, Carney Catholic started 6-0, and and so you started paying yeah, a little bit did. more attention. You start, you start wondering, okay, do they got something going over there? Um, they did enough to get our attention. And then after that – they kind of, I think they went three and three, something like yeah, that. Yeah, they leveled, they the leveled off season. a little bit. Yeah. To so it's hard to really understand what Carney Catholic has. Now, they finished nine and four. Very like you don't get that record by mistake. So they're not someone that Lexington is going to be able to overlook. Um, but I think Lexington has two of the more talented players in the state, especially if you're just talking about class A boys. Um, yeah. Iowa Western is just going there and picking players out well, um, from that and, roster. And, and if Iowa Western is taking you, you're a good player. They're the number one Absolutely. team in the junior. Co- they're the number one team in the country for junior. And that is soccer. a way that is a way for us to gauge how much talent is on each team is because we know certain colleges are really good at identifying talent, and putting a good product on the field. If on the girl side of Hastings College is pulling you, and yeah. at, like that's a good sign. Same yeah. with Hastings on the boys side. If Iowa Western is coming to Lexington to go when they have all they could probably want in Omaha and Lincoln, if they're going to Lexington to pull two players out of there, that's a really good sign. Yeah. Um, so I like Lexington in that matchup. And, and and then I think the next matchup, this is a really cool story, and I want to spend a little bit of time on it because we've talked a lot about Beatrice, and then Platteview's mm-hmm. coach tweeted something out to us and we highlighted the thread because I think it's important. So prior to this season, the seniors that have played for Beatrice and Platteview have gone a combined, a combined five and 50. And then they lost their June. So that's in their freshman and sophomore years. And then they lost their junior year to COVID. And now Beatrice is the number three seed. They're 13 and three and Platteview's 11 and six. Like both of those stories are cool. There's that's you want to talk that's about awesome. you yeah, want to talk about awesome you want to talk about not giving up and like getting your player as coaches getting your players to believe in something and as players sticking with it knowing like like to have a love for the that game year, and the loyalty that year off that year off all those players could have gone their separate like they could have yeah. just said yep we're done with this instead like, those coaches are able to rally their team and use that extra year for like team building and to improve on their skills. And then they just come out of nowhere. And now one of them is going to state and like, and that's awesome. I, I, yeah. Whichever one goes, you know, I know I was big on Beatrice last podcast. Uh, like if Platteview goes, I'll be big on Platteview. Like I think it's you can be big on more on more than one team. Where yeah, I think we it, we love soccer and we love good stories. E- either story is cool. I think it's a great matchup and I think it's going to be a good game. I think both teams are going to bring it. Um, the next matchup, Mount Michael and Blair, I think, um, is an interesting matchup. They've never played each other. Uh, they're both, uh, Metro adjacent, right? Mm-hmm. Mount, Mount Michael's in Elkhorn, right? And then Blair's mm-hmm. obviously just outside the Omaha Metro area. So I don't know about much about either of the two teams, to be honest. So I don't want to speak 
I know Mount Michael yeah. has played some good teams pretty close. Yeah. Mount Michael is, um, I think we mentioned this last, they, they're, they're a tough team for us to figure out because versus really good competition, they have played them tough. They have shown that they can rise to that occasion, but then they also have those games on their schedule where you're like, all right, you played Creighton prep to a one zero um, result. You played them close. You should be able to handle this other team. And then they don't quite wow you with their performance. Yeah. But I mean, they're getting it done so that, I mean, that's what, that's ultimately what you need is it, it doesn't matter if you win by three or four or one, as long as you win and you get, and you put that in the win column. Blair, on the other hand, um, they, they've had a really good season. They're coming in as the 13th seed. Um, I really think that this is going to be uh, one of the tight games. And I, I don't see it being an unrealistic possibility that Blair is able to advance out of here. Um they, they have some really good goal scoring options up at Blair. Uh, they have a, a good complete team. Um, now I say that and Mount Michael will come out and do amazing. Um, but that, that it's going to be an interesting matchup to see which one can put the game together. Yep. And then moving on next, we have Bennington Scott's bluff. Bennington's had a pretty good year. I think they only have four losses. Um, they're pretty solid. Scott's bluff is going to have to make, the trip that most people dread making the other way. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but Ben mm-hmm. Scottsbluff has to come to Bennington. Um, I'd really think Bennington's got this one. Um, just ha- I've seen their team play once. I've been, I was impressed. Um, and uh, they have two very good uh, like goal scoring options up top. Um, yep. One of them only a sophomore. I think they got two with max press, which is who we use for points and goals and all that. That seems to be the most reliable thing. I think they got two of the top five point getters um, in class B over in Bennington. They, they're a very, very talented team. Um, I think that's a soccer community on the rise and for Scott's bluff and now Scott's bluff semi used to the travel more than most teams. But I mean, coming from Scott's bluff all the way to Bennington, that is a, that's a long, long, long drive. And it's an 11 AM kickoff. So they're going to have to come the night before, I would assume. They're traveling um, right now, probably. <laughs> yes, yes. They're going to have to come the night before, sleep in a hotel, do all that kind of stuff, um, which is cool. But high school boys don't necessarily – they're not professionals. They're they're going <laughs> to, you know, have a good time, I would assume, hanging out with each other. Um, Bennington, I, I like in that game. Yep. And then we have Northwest, Grand Island Northwest and Ralston. They haven't played each other. Um I think Northwest has a good has had a good year. I always find these matchups really interesting because Northwest is obviously not a metro team. Obviously, but Grand Island bigger city out of the non-metro. Mm-hmm. Um but then they come they uh they're going to have Ralston will be coming up there, I believe. Yeah, right? Ralston's mm-hmm. traveling yep. to Grand Island Northwest. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, uh Ralston is more metro adjacent. So they might have played some, they might play some different teams and, and have some different players. So it's always interesting, but Grand Island Northwest has had a, had a good year and I don't expect them to stop now. So. Yeah, me either. Um, it's a GI Northwest. If you, if people don't know, and I assume everyone's kind of figured this out, they, they are co-op this year. They two schools, the two private schools in Grand Island came together um, for this one program and it's worked out. I mean, I think it's great. I think it's community. great. I, I think it's great for both I, their boys and their girls programs. Yep. And I like that smaller schools do that just to give their, their kids a shot to put their resources together. Cause some of these smaller schools, soccer doesn't necessarily get, you know, the eyeballs or the attention that it, that I believe that it should, but these two schools came together and 
it's worked out well for him. Ralston, it's right here in Omaha. It and they, I wish I knew more about Ralston. I really wish I did. Um, it, they're it's, not far away from me, but for whatever reason, it always seems like Ralston's not in the metro. Um, well, it's so also this is hard. Be a big it's time all, to compare. It's also hard because some of these teams don't they don't advertise on social media, so we don't we don't know what's going on with their programs a lot of times. Um, mm-hmm. So, and I think Ralston's one of those. And then we have two more matchups that I think that are both interesting: Scotus and Skyler. So, Scotus traveled to Skyler a couple weeks ago, and it was a three-two game. Scotus pulled it out. Now Skyler is going to return to SCOTUS. I do think I do think it's going to be a close game. Um, I think home field advantage could be a big factor for SCOTUS. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are. Skyler, I I, I I like the way Skyler plays, and I think they um, are eager, obviously, to get back to that state tournament. Um, I just remember their team from a couple of years ago that was so fun to watch that uh, when they made it to state. Um, but Columbus Scotus has a really good team this year. They're they're they have the home field advantage, like you said. They have the one they they have the head to have head to head um, advantage with that team. Um, I I do tend to lean Columbus Scotus on this one, uh, but it, like you said, it's going to be a very close game, and it's not um, an impossibility that Skyler is able to pull that one out. And then the game that will actually have an impact further beyond just itself is Waverly and South Sioux City. The result in that game will actually play an impact on the Class A seedings for the boys, the boys uh, which, yeah. is, which is interesting. Um, uh, so let's go Let's go through that real quick. I, I know you – we got tweeted at If South yeah, yeah. Sioux wins and loses, what happens here? Well, shout out uh, a couple uh, – Coach Steinbrook has been great. Great resource, honestly. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I'm not like – I think people get this, like people get this twisted and I don't, I don't want people to ever get this wrong. Like Chase and I don't know everything. Like we can't, we can't possibly know about like the 60 to 70 teams that are, and like all the nuances. I've only lived in Nebraska for six years. I don't know what, how all the high school PowerPoints work. Uh, I've never had to know this stuff. So like when people correct us or give us more information, thank you. Like, honestly. So like he helped, he's helped me understand. He's, he helped point me in the right direction. So if South Sioux City loses, they obviously don't go to state, but they also go below 500, which changes their PowerPoints for, I think, their game against, I think they played Millard West, I think, or Grand Island. Uh, it, basically, what happens is Grand Island and Millard West will flip spots if South mm-hmm. Sioux City loses. Okay. Um, so this game's hard for me to call, um, you know, South Sioux City – they won their di- they won their sub district. Congratulations! Um, they've had a, you know, they've had a hard schedule, but they've had a, a pretty average record. Um, you know, they could win this game, and then they're in state, and I'll probably stop doubting them. But I guess until they do that, I will continue to doubt them. And and you know what? Uh, every time I doubt a team, they end up outperforming. So, you mm-hmm. know, high school coaches, if you want to pay me to talk about your team or not believe in your team so that you have extra motivation <laughs> motivational speaker i will certainly take that to to so you can have someone to prove wrong um but i think it'll be a close game i think it'll be a good game yes uh it, i think it's going to be a really close game south Sioux city we've talked about them before it, it, they're they're a really tough team we i was 
big, big, big on South Sioux City before before the season because I had played them in the club scene. I kind of knew some of their players. I, I knew what style they were playing. And we had them in the top three starting out. And then they start one and six. And even at one and six, we kept them in the top ten. We were like, I, all right, we believe they, in you. I had, them at, I had them at eight, and they were one and six. And then – some other teams started to kind of rise up. They, they looked really good, and it became hard to justify keeping a team that had only won one game at that point in the top 10. But since that moment, since that moment, they have been on an upward um, climb. They And like you said, they won their districts games that they needed to to put themselves in this position. I still do think they have some players. I've seen them in person twice uh, when we were – I was at the Norfolk Invitational. Yeah. And they I saw them North play Fork in a shootout and I saw them play Omaha South early in the season. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so they lost to North Oregon in a shootout and then they lost to Fremont. Granted, they're down to 10 men um, in that Fremont game. They're just super. And up until that point though, they had been in control of that game. Um, they're up two zero, I think before their, their guy got sent off. So, but it was just curious to me how it kind of unraveled at that point. And so it's just, hard to really know exactly what's going on with South Sioux. Waverly is a very good team and um, I, they're very even. We'll have to see. I don't, I don't want to say South Sioux or Waverly is going to win that. It's an eight, nine seed type of matchup. Um, As close as you can get with these seedings, obviously. So we will see Um, if South Sioux city wins. Dang, that's a, that's a really good story Um, too. We, you know, we're talking about Beatrice. We're talking about Platteview and how they want to combine five games. South Sioux City, their story this season being one and six, they could have just then, said, "We give up, we're done, we're not, we're not playing, or you know, we're not trying anymore." They turned around and now they got a shot. And then they're in the tournament, and who knows if mm-hmm. they can avoid Scut? If they if they get enough power points to avoid Scut, um, <clears throat> they could, uh, they could, they could meet Scut in the state championship game. That's very, very, very real possibility. So. Um, that's class B boys. We're going to move over to class B girls. And then we're going to, we're going to wrap it all up because we want to get this out before, uh, people go to bed. So class B girls, first matchup, Scott Catholic versus Carney Catholic, I believe. Yep. Carney um, Catholic. Scott's Scott is Scott. Right. So, um, they're the favorite in that game. They're the favorite in the state. They could probably be <laughs> the favorite um, in, in class conversation. <laughs> yes, they absolutely could be. They have that amount. Of, and I did see, you know, interesting. This is going to be, I don't know, not controversial because everyone does this. One of the things they won their last district game 10 <laughs> zero. Like they, they, they absolutely dominated up to this point. So there is that conversation is, you know, should class should Omaha Scott be moving to class a should, should that move happen? Um, I think that'd be a really fun idea uh, to push around is, you know, the idea of, you know, I saw this in one of our um, conversations, our Twitter threads, the idea of relegation and promotion based on things happening. Um, I think Omaha Scott would do just fine in class a, and I think they're going to do just fine here versus Carney Catholic. And unless something just out of this world happens, um they'll probably be moving on and they'll be in yep. the state final yeah and uh and so and we're on our postseason podcast chase and i are going to talk about a couple different things that we think could uh make make nebraska soccer not better because i think it's pretty good um just different and maybe improving a little bit ways but uh moving on the number two seed 
which I really, really like, again, I, I can't say this enough Norris just win tomorrow, because if you go all the way unbeaten and then you don't win the district game, it's a great season without a, without a good ending. So yep. get to a little state. bit of a bitter taste. So get to yep, stay. You, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta the, be going to the Stoga. exclamation point yep. on the dream. dream season. Yep. Which so, I, I think, I, I think they will. Um, this is, um, you know, Conestogo or however you say, I am going to mess up that name every single time. Um, they were in that B1 um, district that we talked about where they were 500 and, and they, they got the one seed in that now. district. And so I think Norris is probably going to be the benefactor of that. And I, I think probably move on um, to yeah. state. And Norris is relatively young too. So this is not going to be the last you'll hear of Norris, mm-hmm. regardless of how they do this year. They only have four seniors. Um, so then we have Duchenne versus Elkhorn and Mercy versus Elkhorn North as our next two matchups. Um, I think the more interesting of the two is probably Duchenne Elkhorn. Um, Duchenne's had a good, both Duchenne and Mercy have had good seasons. Elkhorn has a little bit more about them. I think Elkhorn North just being a younger team, right? They're so young. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, Elkhorn is when you have Hannah King on your roster and, and that's a difference maker, she's going to South, uh, South Dakota state. Um, uh, play, South I, believe. Dakota, I think oh, South Dakota. Okay. Yep. She's going um, to South Dakota to play. That's when you have a player like that in class B, um, if she gets in the right mindset, if she can put a couple of plays together, um, you have a chance there. So the Duchenne and Elkhorn game, I think is going to be um, the more interesting of the, of the two. two there. Yeah. Probably um, Duchenne and Mercy, they're interchangeable uh, yeah. at this point. I mean, I we've agree. been flipping them. We've been flipping them back and forth between sometimes two and I, three. Sometimes I flip them in my head. I forget. That, yeah. Like which team is which. So, <laughs> yeah. And so they're, they're very like, but I, I just think Elkhorn is a little bit more intriguing. That's not a knock on Elkhorn North. This is their first year in existence. And here they are. They have a chance to go to state super, super young team. Um, I just kind of like Omaha Mercy's makeup a little bit better in these situations. They played some class A teams. They, you know, they, they, they performed very well, and now they're going up against a young Wolves team. I like that matchup from Omaha Mercy. Then maybe I, you know, the Omaha Duchenne Elkhorn yeah. game. Yeah, and you and I have to root for Elkhorn North a little bit because Hannah Knight, who is a former Wayne State player who we both coached, is on that team. So we kind of have to make sure that that they do okay. Um, yeah. Moving on to <laughs> moving on to Scotus and Ralston. Um, it's an interesting one for me because I was like looking at their schedules today and. They just don't have a ton of like opponents. I think they only both played Concordia and SCOTUS beat Concordia. Ralston lost to Concordia. Um, but uh, I think, you know, SCOTUS is, I think SCOTUS probably has it in this game. But I just, again, Ralston, I don't, just like their boys, I don't know enough about their girls' team to like truly. Yeah. And I mean, on them. and I know, I, I wish we could have gone, I wish I could have gone out to see a Ralston game. Um, and just to get a better idea of the makeup, because here they are, both their teams have our one game away going to state. And that's a team that, you know, it just happens. We try to get to as many games as possible. And inevitably you, you miss a couple, um, SCOTUS though. I, I agree with you. They're probably the favorite with this one. You just look at their schedule and you look at how they've been playing lately. Um, you know, they lost a couple right off the bat one, you know, to Gretna 10, zero, um, but they took Lincoln Lutheran Raymond central to a shootout. And then ever since then, they've really been putting the wins away versus, um, you know, they beat Elkhorn, they beat Elkhorn North. 
Um, they believe they beat Columbus Lakeview Northwest. Those are some really good quality wins for them. Um, so Columbus goes sitting at 12 and four. I, I like, um, that they have momentum. They've won six games in a row up until this point. Yeah. Um, they're kind of on a roll. It seems like they figured it out a little bit. Good, good way um, to go into good possible way to go into the state tournament, right? Absolutely. So I, I do like Columbus SCOTUS on this. Um, you know, even if it's just for the fact that I know a little bit more about them. Yep. And they're at home too. That always is going to, in district games, that always matters. Um, then we have Lincoln Lutheran Raymond Central co-op uh, against Columbus Lakeview. Um, I think Lincoln Lutheran Raymond Central has been a good story. Um, they've had a pretty good season and they've had some good battles with Norris, who's a number two seed. Um, so I do think they're a good team. They personally, like, it'll be interesting to see how they do against Lakeview and then how they do in the state tournament. Cause they're not, mm-hmm. they're not typically a team we talk about when it comes to Lincoln soccer teams. No. And you know, they're not, um, we talked a little bit preseason about them because they have uh, Lauren Stoll uh, yes, over there that's right. and she's a very good player. So she was on our preseason players to watch. So we kind of knew the name and knew that there might be some, you know, at least one player that, is of quality and, and can make it happen. Turns out they have a lot of good players of quality and, and they finished the season 11 three. The, the difference, the thing with them to know is it's very, they're either winning the games by six to seven to eight. Yeah. Goals, their schedule's been tough. To, or they're kind of, they're losing. It's, it's yeah. just, it's hard to gauge them because yeah. they've played top teams. They played Omaha mercy, lost them by one. They played Norris twice, lost to them by three and one. All their other, games are essentially blowouts where they're yeah. beating teams by four five six seven goals so it's just hard to gauge them i do think they are the real deal because even though they lost to that top end talent norris and omaha mercy i don't see any warning signs where it's like oh their their schedule is just so easy um right. they don't deserve that 11-3 record they do and i so I, I i do think they probably have this game um with columbus lakeview but we will have to see it, it it'd be it'd be good to see lincoln lutheran raymond central at the state tournament yeah yeah absolutely uh, just kind of a different team that isn't like mm-hmm. a traditional one um so our last two matchups are probably my m- most intriguing matchups because there's travel involved and also because if you asked me like my personal opinion is that like I do think Ron Colley is a better team than Scott's bluff. I think they have, I mean, they have, they have better top end talent. They have like yes. Abby Schwartz who's going Abby to Schwartz. Yeah. Yes. So like they have the better top end talent and then Blair is a high scoring team too, but both Ron Colley's traveling to Scott's bluff, which is six, seven hours away, six hours and 45 minutes away. Time change. Uh, it's a time change away. Um, and then Blair's going to Lexington. So like they both have to go on the road, um, which makes things different. It's the great equalizer, right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. And there's just going, um, and I know class B is a bit different than class A in terms of travel. Cause it seems like in class A, the Metro and Lincoln teams never leave a, an hour radius around them. Like right. they can just put their whole schedule together and they can all just jump in a, a yellow bus and get there and they're good <laughs> to go. Um, Class B is a bit different because, you know, they do have to travel a little bit more, but still in Omaha Ron Colley's case and in Blair's case, they haven't had to do anything like this where they're going all the way across the state to Scott's Bluff, um, who 
I, I believe has a very nice team. I know they have a nice facility. I, I think their, their coaching staff uh, well put together. Ron Cauley, like you said, has that top end talent. And I think ultimately that's going to put them over the top. Um, Ron Cauley, we had ranked very, very highly just based on their, their roster. And they, they've been a bit up and down this season. They can score. Um, they score a lot of goals, but they also, yes. unfortunately, do give up a lot of goals. They, I mean, they, they, the one that the, their most recent results, the one that surprised me the most, the Blair, they just, you know, yeah, six zero. Yeah, like that was Ron like when I, saw being that, when I saw that score, and then, I they, it was, and then wow. they go to Shen. The next game, they did lose to Deshen, but that's three four. Uh, you look at that, and they played Deshen um, close earlier in the season. They played Mercy close. They're just a very they're. Like you said, they put the ball in the back of the net. If they can get their defense figured out, uh, they'll have this because they they definitely Abby Schwartz can uh, get it. In, they can uh, put some points on the board. Yep, and Blair, I think can score goals too. Um, they but they're gonna have to find a way to travel three and a half four hours to Lexington and get it yeah, done. Yeah, versus a Lexington team that is no longer what you believed Lexington to be a couple of years ago. I mean right. that program has completely turned around. They believe they have the momentum. Um, this year, I think it, I think I saw that they set history this year with the amount of wins that they um, were able to get this year. It's it's not your normal Lexington team on the girls side which traditionally has not been great well now now they are they're they're very 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 good um and you know for Blair the Omaha Roncalli game is a bit curious that's the latest one um they were very good in the middle of the season that's when they started to pick up momentum and I think that's where um, they started to go up our rankings too yes absolutely they started to climb because they started out 0-2 but then they put together it looks like six seven wins in a row well, in their last six games, they're two and they're two and four. So who who knows there? They they played some really good teams in that later stretch, which we talked about with Millard West during the Class A boys. That can prepare you. That can be beneficial. You know how to play against those top teams. Um, I kind of like Lexington in this one. I like their story. I like that Blair has to travel to to them, which not going to be used to that. Uh, Lexington, I think, is a very good team that I would really like to see at the state tournament. Yeah. And so with that, that that's our preview for the Class B District Finals, which are happening tomorrow. So I'm going to get this out. Hopefully they're able to watch it on tonight or parents and kids who are traveling to their games tomorrow morning. You can check it out. Um, obviously, Class A pre- our Class A recap was before this, so make sure to listen to that. And then Chase and I are going to have a Monday state tournament preview where we go into the, the matchups a little bit more and maybe pe- people's routes to the state championship games and the state champions. Um, and then after the state tournament, we'll probably circle all back and have a little bit of a, a season recap as well as kind of what we talked about, some postseason wacky ideas to change Nebraska soccer. And then after that, we'll take a little bit of a break from the podcast game but please stay on the lookout on, on our website because the website will mm-hmm. continue to function and our social media, especially with club season and just, and, and camp season. Um, so definitely stay engaged, um, you know, share There's this gonna podcast. There's going to be different, different content, yep. but it's going to be still good content, still interesting. I'm really eager for the postseason stuff just to kind of go back and reflect and critique some things 
I'm really looking forward to seeing, yeah, yeah. and just seeing like, you know, what was our players to watch list at the beginning of the season? What is it now? We definitely have a better understanding of the game and the teams than different players that are in this state after a full year of observing them. Um, And just to, you know, what things do we get right? What things do we get wrong? You talked about the different ideas that we have for Nebraska soccer, which I have a lot, I think. And I, I, you know, it's a, it's a good conversation to have. Yep. And, and then, uh, you know, I'm also looking forward to where we're going to be taking this in the future, both as a website and as a Twitter page and as a podcast, because we have some great ideas and we're just going to need fan support for those ideas. And, um, but I'm excited too, because I can't wait to college to cover the college game by itself next fall. Yep. And then then next spring, when next spring rolls around, just focus entirely on high school, which is what will happen, which will be even more exciting, um, for, um, players, fans, parents, etc. So thanks for listening. Uh, Chase, thanks for joining me again tonight. Uh, good luck to all our teams. Hopefully everyone stays safe and stays healthy. Hopefully there's no more weird stories like Lincoln Pius's van getting hit by a, or Lincoln Pius's bus getting hit by a van full of money. money. from Lots of money. Yeah. $500,000 <laughs> from a, a drug deal or something. So hopefully that doesn't happen to anyone else. Um, and everyone, uh, we'll see you before the state tournament. Thank you for listening to the episode. Again, we appreciate all of the fan engagement that we have had this year so far. We are excited for the Class B District Finals tomorrow, but we are even more looking forward to next week. The top eight teams from Class A and B, boys and girls, head to Morrison to crown the state champion. Exciting times for everyone. Chase and I will be recording a state preview episode on Monday evening that will drop before the opening round games on Tuesday, and we will follow that up with a postseason recap before taking a few weeks off from the podcast. With that said, keep following us on social media and keep visiting our website for updates on all things soccer in the state of Nebraska.